Spiritual Alchemy, Developing Your Higher Consciousness, with me, your host, Erica Aleniak. Oh, okay. So, today's show is literally the reason I started a podcast. I, it's the reason I started this podcast. So, today's episode is about... Drum roll, please. God. What is God? Is there a God? Is there only one God? Do you believe in God? A God? Gods? Um, this is a topic that has caused much strife, bloodshed, and war. Many lives lost over this topic. So, on that note, I cannot state enough times or strongly enough, these opinions are my own, and I judge no one for theirs. So, also, I'd like to thank Stephen for the suggestion of this show. It was very serendipitous, Stephen, because this is one that has been brewing, as I said, for really a long time, and I've just been waiting this topic is so important to me, so I didn't want to rush it. And when I asked all of you to please send me your ideas for podcasts when Stephen sent in this one, it was perfect timing for me. It was divine timing. Um, and guys, when I ask you, you know, to write in, please don't be shy. Your opinions and views matter to me so much. It's It's really... A, a reciprocal sort of relationship between you and I here because that's what keeps this podcast going. What you say in terms of how this helps you or doesn't help you and, you know, what you would like to hear, it matters to me. So please don't be shy. Um, so today's podcast is to open the discussion and make room for more light in your life. Often, even if we want to change, shift, or evolve our beliefs that are usually with us from childhood and often heavily instilled, we feel very guilty shifting and evolving. We feel guilty. I know that shifting and evolving my beliefs over the years has been a steady stream of constant studying, praying, meditating, and seeking and keeping an open mind. So, I ask only that you listen to this podcast in non-judgment, as if you're a witness to a discussion, right? Where you're just sitting in and you're listening with an open mind, and if you can, an open heart. And forgive my paper rustling. So, let's just begin by simply stating or naming or labeling some of the religions and organizations and also belief systems that we know of. Uh, please forgive me if I have not listed yours. There are so many. So some of our, you know, our more common ones that we've all heard of, Judaism, Catholicism, and in that Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Baha'i faith, Taoism, Sikhism, Paganism, Wicca, witchcraft. Metaphysical Christianity like Unity, Course in Miracles, Law of Attraction, Occultism, you know, all non-denominational religions, 
agnosticism, atheism, I'm, I'm listing those as well because they are also belief systems that get people through. So, because these are beliefs, which in essence is what we are really extrapolating from these today, it is the study of various religious beliefs that has been my passion since I was 11 years old. And in that you add the occult and the afterlife and most things otherworldly and that was my absolute passion at 11. I just found it on my own. I didn't grow up religious. I was not baptized. My mom was Lutheran. My dad was a Catholic altar boy. Um, We went to church on occasion, you know, the occasional holiday, Christmas or Easter. I can remember visiting cousins and going to their Sunday school. So it wasn't not around, but it just was definitely not a big part of our lives. Um, I think one of my biggest fascinations in all of it, there were two things. What I loved is that every time I felt that I discovered something that was true for myself. Um, I, I, I felt so excited because I felt like, especially in the world of, you know, magic and the occult and the afterlife and all that is ethereal, there's no, there's no one there to really disprove you wrong. That is, in my heart, I do believe that. There, if you're open to the possibility that something greater than yourself exists that's just so exciting to me so that was one thing and then the other biggest fascination has been discovering that there's what I call a golden thread a golden thread that runs through all of these religions and belief systems that's woven into all of these it brings them all together it gives them all a commonality all of it and no matter what you believe, even if you're an atheist, what I know is that we all want peace. We all want love. We all want prosperity. We all want success, happiness, and safety for our families. So, I feel like that is something that no matter what you believe, at the end of the day, that's what we want. It's what we quote-unquote pray for. Um, So I think to myself sometimes, and I have over the years, where is that religion, right? That one organization that we can join. I feel like I've been on a mission seeking to find this one my whole life. Only to discover for myself, really, that I have not found peace in labeling myself as any one belief. That I believe I am a child of God. I believe you are children of God. I believe we are living, breathing expressions of this force of energy in action. I believe I'm an expression of the divine. So visually, like a wave is to the ocean, right? A wave is very individual in its shape and its form. But you can't separate it from the ocean herself. You can't. It's one. And that's kind of the way I believe we are. We are one. We are whole. We are living, breathing expressions of God. But 
we're very unique. We're very individual. So also for our purposes, guys, of this conversation, I'm going to call this energy that I'm speaking about God. You can call it goddess or anything you want, the universe, the divine, or just energy. But just to keep it simple so that we're all on the same page for this energy today, just this conversation, let's call it God. I think the most fundamentally basic root of my personal belief is this. If I believe, which I do, that we are all expressions of God, then it's our purpose to shine. Like, really shine. So Marianne Williamson said, some of us think, you know, who am I to stand out? Who am I to shine? Who are you not to? Okay, so believing that we're expressions of this incredible divine energy, what are we going to do with it? The Tibetan monk the Tibetan Buddhist monk Dalai Lama said, we are visitors on this planet. We are here for 100 years at the very most. During that period, we must try to do something good, something useful with our lives. If you can contribute to other people's happiness, you will find the true meaning of life. So, I started thinking about all of this you know, so many years ago. And it's funny, I said I don't have a label for myself, but I actually do. I guess my label is a non-label. I am a spiritual alchemist. Hence the name of this podcast, Spiritual Alchemy. So, the definition of alchemy, the medieval forerunner of chemistry based on the supposed transformation of matter. It was concerned particularly with attempts to convert base metals into gold or to find a universal elixir, a seemingly magical process of transformation, creation, or combination. And that is what I feel I am. I refer to myself as a spiritual alchemist because I have mixed and matched various beliefs, extrapolated concepts, and theosophies that feel good to me. After years of trying on this and trying on that and, um, you know, seeing what works for me and what doesn't and what feels good. Um, I feel I honor the God in me that allows for my freedom to evolve. And that's really important to me. Again, part of the essence of why I wanted to do this show. Do your beliefs limit you or do they allow you the freedom to evolve? a big part of why I believe we're here, to grow and grow and grow and grow and evolve. So in that, I am everything and I am nothing. I feel like so many religions and belief systems limit our abilities to go deeper, ironically, and to get closer to God by questioning and seeking and learning and evolving. That's how we go deeper. So, Here goes. I'll try to explain what I believe a little more in depth in a nutshell. That's an oxymoron. So, um, I believe that this life is designed much like the concept of a big school, if you will. I believe we are collective souls that keep coming back to this earth to learn. To learn new lessons and continue old ones until we really get them 
understand them and conquer them. I believe we keep coming back in different human costumes, genders, circumstances, all of it. But our new circumstances will match the lessons that we need. And I believe that when this collective soul has learned all it needs to learn to move on to the next realm, the next level, if you will, that it doesn't need to come back to the earth. Now, that belief has helped me somewhat in terms of a detached concept only, not emotionally. That maybe, it's just a thought, guys, could it be an answer to little ones passing? The unthinkable, the unspeakable, and as a parent, the absolute unimaginable. That maybe they were born very old souls who didn't need to be here for too long. Just a little while longer. One last lesson. And maybe they came here to teach us. I'm going to leave it there because it's only a thought. It's only an idea. But it is something that when I have grappled with the big questions, you know, with God, then why do children pass? And why is there such atrocity? And, well, if you do or are open to the idea that maybe that soul had only so much left to learn and that's their purpose for coming, plus whoever's lives it touched had lesson to learn, that, you know, to learn that it's all interconnected, maybe it's an answer. So there's a book I read called Sacred Contracts by Caroline Miss, M-Y-S-S, that I found really interesting. Um, the idea, my own interpretation of it in a nutshell, is that we decide or agree upon what must be learned in our upcoming next life and that we actually have a contract that we will fulfill those lessons. Really interesting, goes along with what I believe. I don't know if I actually believe that it's a, you know, like a contract with pen and paper, But it does kind of flow in accordance with my belief that we do know what lessons we will need to learn before we get here. It's, to say the least, it's very, very interesting to me. Um, I also believe, and you guys know this about me, very strongly in the law of attraction. So, this was a really difficult concept for me to adapt. Uh, You know, I think intellectually especially when we are open-minded, we can accept things intellectually. But to actually take them on, like, physically, organically, like, emotionally, it's not so easy, especially when we have concepts that are absolutely ingrained in us, right? It's very hard sometimes to adapt new ones and to let go of old ones if they no longer serve us. So... With the law of attraction, the belief that there's a magnetic power of energy that manifests through you and I by our beliefs, positive or negative, they're magnets that bring about what we are calling forth by literally, you know, habitual thoughts, thinking over and over again, and then what, what we create as actual feelings physically, you know, when we believe something so much, when, when, whether it's good or bad, that kind of strong feeling there goes my little I'm sorry guys that kind of strong feeling creates an actual magnetic force and that's what brings forth the experience to us it may be in some religions you might call this free will right which we have been given saying that we're responsible for our thoughts that God has given you free will biblically right so I'm saying with the law of attraction look at it hmm 
kind of the same thing. We are co-creators here, right? But it's not a curse. It's a key. It's the key to our happiness when we learn or realize or evolve to understanding how powerful this force is and that we are. That it's available to us because it is a part of us. When you can believe this and be intensely excited in knowing that you can actually co-create your experiences, you know, in life, I mean, this is amazing news. It's so exciting because then you start to go, well, the sky's the limit. What do you want? you got to work for it. you got to put the actions behind it, right? But, wow, how powerful you are. Now, here's the flip side of that, though. For me, it meant I was responsible for my own happiness. I had to let go of the instilled idea that there really might not be a big bearded man on a throne in the sky ordering my life for me. Because there was safety in that. Someone to blame when it didn't go my way. Someone to hug and hold me and I could wrap myself in this big strong hold and feel safe. Shoot. I mean, I was irritated that this belief, this law of attraction, meant that I had to get off the couch and create. Now what? But it also meant that I had a new opportunity to know this energy, this God, and to go deeper. I did not, by any means, let me be clear, also give up the notion that I'm protected massively and safe. We all are. I do believe that this energy is a very protective energy because this energy wants to experience the fullest life and protect itself. This energy wants us to all be joyful and prosperous and shine as bright as we can because that's the best, you know, it's the highest expression of this energy. And that's always there for us. And I believe that we all have angels. Yes, I said it, angels, spirits, energy that actually want to be there to look out for us. You know, it's happened for every single one of us. You know, we didn't make that right turn which led to a cliff or go down that dark alley where something bad happened. Or I feel like we can also call upon this heavenly helping staff, if you will, in every test that we have. And a very good friend of mine, she is a legit spiritual medium. She is very, very gifted and has blown many minds, including mine. Her name is Kirsten Ross. She told me about this heavenly helpers and that you can actually call upon them. And they were so happy to help. They're standing by. What do you need? And I literally, really, I expand on this. You know, I don't care if it's a good haircut. Fine. Those, you know, the glam squad, the heavenly helpers up there who have lots of experience in that department. Thank you for helping me with this. It works. It works for me. And I think that... And I believe God wants to experience all different kinds of experiences. I believe God is alive in each of us, through us, equally, in all of us. Now, let me be clear. We are all born into very different circumstances. Absolutely. Not equal circumstances. But I believe that we are born into the circumstances based upon what I talked about before, the lessons that our souls need. And when we come here, we forget them so that we could actually go through the motions and live out 
whatever it is. If we knew what it was, we'd probably cut corners. You know how we are. But I believe we all have the gift of this energy, of this God energy equally. We're all born with it. It is God is for every single creation. God is every creation. And I think that whatever it is we truly, authentically, deeply want to manifest, we can. And we will. So I think we're here to leave this place better than we found it. We're here to contribute to the happiness of others and to use the gifts and the talents that we've all been given, which we all have uniquely our own, to help with this mission, right? To be the highest expression of this energy for the highest good of others in joy. And that's it. That's what I believe. Um, I also think, though, we're all asleep in this life. We are. We're, We're born to forget. Because as I said, I think if we came here knowing this, we would be like, well, what's the point? I already know. So we have to wake up. we got to remember. we got to remember. Wake up. Get woke. Wake up. we got to stop sleepwalking. We need to wake up. We are not taught how powerful we are when we come into this life for lots of reasons. So we become products of our environment. We repeat what we were either taught or what we absorbed in our environment. And then we pass this on to to our kids, then to the next generation. But when and if we awaken to this knowing that we are truly co-creators here, the sky is the limit. It is mindset. Mindset is everything. Look at some of the people that you greatly admire. How did they accomplish what they did and where they are now? Regardless of what they are in terms of religion, what they believe, you know, if they were baptized, what any of that. What is the common denominator? They all believed they could, no matter what. Is it a sports person or a musician or, you know, a fire person, you know, uh, uh, whatever it is. What is it that helped them get where they are? They had to believe in faith or in all shadow of a doubt in themselves, in energy, in this power, whatever you guys want to call it, they believed they could. That's the golden thread also that I was talking about. They believed they could. That's the magic. It's the belief. It's the gnosis. It's the knowing. So, Let's talk for a minute about atheism, right? The disbelief in God or gods. I used to teach acting. Um, For several years, I taught acting to, you know, little ones, adults. And then for a few of those years, I also worked with um, some rehab facilities, um, teenagers in the middle of their crisis, you know, substance abuse and mental health issues. And I taught acting as a means of therapy, if you will. Uh, as a means of expressing themselves in a different way, having another outlet. I loved talking with my students in rehab uh, when God would come up. I loved the opportunity to talk about God because my whole purpose there was to help them understand how powerful they are. They were right in that in that in that circumstance. I mean, some of these kids were taken out of their homes in the middle of the night in interventions. And these are teens, you guys. Can you imagine? I I mean, just unimaginable. 
to feel like their whole world was over. Everything they knew over in a lockdown facility. Don't tell me I have power. They would say, they, oh, yes, so emotional, right? And I loved the moment when God or spirit comes up. Because if you know me, there, it's not not coming up. And they were so angry and felt so limited and felt like prisoners. And I would tell them they had the power to change it all right then, right there, even in that moment. And how they reacted or responded or participated or not, all of that was in their hands. And all of it was absolutely changeable, which would change their entire experience and also how fast they got out of there and what they would go on to do with their lives. So when a student, when I would bring up spirit being within them and and one of the kids would engage me, there is no God, there is no such power. I loved taking a moment, and then they're all just waiting. It's like kind of pins and needles. And I would pick up a very, very big, heavy book that I would always have with me. And I would hold it high over my head, and I would drop it. And it would go, bam, crash to the floor. They would all, like, you know, be startled and then look at me, of course, like I was nuts. And I would say to the, to the child who was saying there's no God, I would look at them and I would say, what just happened? What was that? What was that an example of? And my atheist student would wisely say, gravity. And I would say, voila. Yes, gravity. A force greater than you or I that you cannot see. That is real. That exists even though you can't see it. And there was always a moment of, just a moment of maybe, just a possibility that there's some truth to a force greater than ourselves that we cannot see. And a link, you know what, between gravity and what I'm calling God, just a tiny little open window. Let me be clear, this was not me. It was by no means my way of trying to change, really, an atheist mind to believe in God, because that would be the opposite of true spirituality. But it was only to show that no matter what you believe or label yourself, which is 100% your birthright, you are powerful, that there is an energy at work at your fingertips that supports you, even if it's pure science to you. So just use it. Just like magnets. You don't have to deny that force because you don't want to call it God. It is available to you and you can call it just energy if you want. You can call it Allah, Elohim, Jehovah, Lord, God, Goddess. It doesn't matter. It's in the energy and the belief that you are a unique powerful being with so much available, so much power available that is coursing in you through your veins. I want you to wake up to this power so that, as Oprah would say, you can live your best life being a proactive co-creator in it. So, if you haven't already, please do yourself a favor, get a pen and a paper, because I want to name some amazing books that have influenced me. 
Um, here we go. Gary Zukav, Z-U-K-A-V, Seat of the Soul. Sacred Contracts, which I mentioned before. Caroline Miss. Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Iyanla Van Zandt, In the Meantime, Finding Yourself and the Love You Want. God in All Worlds, edited by Lucinda Vardy. Emmett Fox, The Golden Key. Eric Butterworth, In the Flow of Life. Deepak Chopra, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Dr. Wayne Dyer, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Lynn Grabhorn, Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, Robin S. Sharma. Thich Nhat Hanh, The Art of Living. Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love. Lori Cabot's Book of Shadows. Many Lives, Many Masters. Brian L. Weiss, M.D., and my current favorite, Mike Dooley, playing The Matrix. Now, also, there is an amazing series that OWN Network did, Oprah's show, called Belief. And this is the documentary series. It's, it's the spiritual journey of believers all over the world. This was so fascinating. Just Google it, Oprah Winfrey Belief. And see if you can where you can find this documentary series. I highly recommend it. Also, so fun. One of my most favorite, just a really fun movie to lighten it all up. It's called Defending Your Life. It stars Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. 1991. This movie blew my mind. The concept of this movie, um, what happens to us when we die. Uh, such a great twist i just highly recommend for it's spiritual but at the same time it's just so good it's funny it's brilliant look at the actors the writing um so defending your life now let's say you know i've taken many many classes in my life um i have been a member of a church called unity which is i call it metaphysical christianity so they'll look at the study of the bible um and interpret it metaphysically right how it may apply to us today um maya angelou is a member of unity church and i've taken many many classes i think like 17 different classes hebrew scriptures bible study metaphysics um i've taken Oh, gosh, an angel ministries course. Um, I'm currently taking a witchcraft course by Devin Hunter, um, the Power of the Witch Master Class. And I just keep studying, guys. I just stay open. I keep evolving and studying, and it's fascinating, and I love it. And I want to keep exploring with you. Um, I, I thank you so much for joining me uh, in this show. Um, I'm going to keep seeking and and evolving in in this life i hope that you do too but that you also remember in the seeking that you need to enjoy each and every moment fully because as we've also talked about the only moment that is promised is now right 
So enjoy it. Do that cliche. Stop and smell the roses, which, by the way, when I walk my dog, I do just about every day. Just remember that every moment is a gift. Um, I want to give you the quote of the week. It is by Walt Whitman. Re-examine all you have been told. Dismiss what insults your soul. Re-examine all you've been told. Dismiss what insults your soul. Walt Whitman. All right, guys. You are divine by design. Thank you so much for being open and joining me in this episode. Please send me your thoughts, your questions, your feedback, your beliefs. Reach out to me, realericaleniakblog.com. Go to the contact form. It's in the little About Me page. Share. It matters to me. You guys matter to me. I get some of your mail saying you're probably not going to see this, and I know my opinion doesn't matter. Malarkey. It really, really matters, and I, I, I love it. It just feeds me. It feeds this appetite, and it feeds this show. So reach out. You are divine by design, and I'll see you next time. Bye.